Well, good morning, good morning, praise the Lord. I'd like to greet all of you this morning in our Lord, name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and just thank God this morning for another day that we're able to gather on the creating a prayer call to prayer call this morning. It is 6 a.m. this morning at, on January the 12th, 2020, and we give God all the praise this morning for keeping us and bringing us together again, and so we just Welcome the presence of the Holy Ghost this morning in our midst. Pray he come in here this morning and teach us how to pray as we ought to pray because we don't know how to pray as we should, but we all have the Holy Ghost and we know he's going to teach us how to pray. He's going to pray through us. He's been interceding all night anyway. And so I just thank God this morning, man, but about what he's getting ready to say to us and what he's getting ready to to, to, to do and teach us this morning and, 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 and help us this morning to go before the Father this morning in love and talk to the Father this morning because we want to, first of all, make known unto God this morning through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our adoration and love toward him because he loved us first so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So we thank the Father this morning for his great love, for his, his awesome love, perfect love. Amen. And how he's even allowed the Holy Ghost to shed that love abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost because he expects us to also not just receive his love, but to communicate and distribute his love to others because there's a world out there that's dying and they're dying without love. They're dying without even knowing anything about the love of Jesus Christ. And I'm talking about personally and intimately. You know, I, I'm so glad that we were fortunate enough to be blessed somewhere in our life. For those of you gathered on this line, that you actually got a taste of the love of God and you loved it so much, you gave your life to him. You, you, you stopped believing in yourself and you stopped believing in the world and you stopped believing in chance and luck. And you decided to take a, 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 a chance on the love of God and it changed your life. And so I want to just uh, encourage you this morning that that same love that changed you is the same love that would change others. And so we are here to pray this morning that everybody will have a chance to experience, to taste, to be changed by the love of God. There's so much power in love, man, that it can, I'm telling you, it can blot out some stuff. It can get rid of some fears. It can get rid of some worries if you just get your mind wrapped around the fact that God loves me in spite of what I'm going through. God loves me in my difficulties. He loved me in my high times. He loved me in my low times. God's love never changes for us, the saints. Amen. His love never changes for the unsaved either. He's, he's, he's just love. His nature, the Bible says his nature is love. Amen. And so God loves us in spite of ourselves, in spite of what we're going through, in spite of anything, God still loves us because he chose to love us. <clears throat> so don't forget that that love can never change. That love can never be annulled. You know, God's not going to do anything, man, out of hate. He's going to operate always his plan of salvation through love. There's only one thing that God hates. And I pray we hate it too is sin. He loves every sinner. He loves every soul, but he hates sin because he know how destructive it can be just to prove that he hates sin so much. He sent his son to be sin for us. Now that's love, y'all. And the Bible said, what man of love is this? That a man will lay his life down. God sent his son, Jesus. Now check it out. Jesus had a choice just like we do to accept the fact that the father sent him on a mission in love to redeem man by, by him becoming sin, the thing that God hated, to take the chance of God turning away from him while he was sin, hanging on that cross with the sins of the world. 
It was love that kept him on that cross. It was it was the Father's love that put him on that cross. Good God Almighty. And it was all because he loved us. And so you have love that will sustain you when you feel like you nailed to a cross. If you've got the if you've got the love of God on your mind for somebody else besides yourself, you embrace that love, man. You'll be able to be nailed to the cross with Christ Jesus. You'll be able to pick up your cross and follow him, man. And, and, and so that's what love would do. It kept him on the cross, but it also put him on the cross. And when he got down off the cross, it, that love raised him up again because it was a promise fulfilled by the father. That if you do this, my son, you know, in three days, Jesus said, I'm getting up out of this grave. I'm coming back. You know, you, you, you destroy this temple and in three days, love will raise it back up. And so that love is powerful, man. Matter of fact, now about his faith, hope and love these three but the greatest of these is love and that's why the father placed so much emphasis on it that you love the brethren that you love the lord your god with all your heart mind soul and strength and you know that you love your neighbors as yourself there's nothing more greater than the power of love and so our job is to assist god in loving this world man he loves this world he's already proved that but right now the world might feel like they don't that god don't love them with all the stuff that's going on out there right now that's counter counterproductive to love. It's hate out there. It's division out there. It's people that love themselves. Their love that they used to have is waxing colder every day. And it's because of the very thing that God hates. Sin is on the rise. Amen. But the Bible says that as sin is abounding, God's grace, man, through love is much more abounding. Much more abounding. And that's what we have to understand this morning. Amen. And so let's check in this morning. Again, I'd like to welcome all of you this morning, 6 a.m. in the morning on uh, 12 January uh, 2020 this morning. What a fine day, man, to be on the call together with brothers and sisters, man. Oh, how good and pleasant it is to dwell in unity. I just thank God this morning. I exhort you, brothers and sisters, in love and unity and harmony this morning as we prepare this morning to go before our throne, go before the throne of God this morning with our prayers, with our petitions this morning, making known our adoration and love toward him this day. Or we just give him the praise just to be able together, just to be able, man, to assemble ourselves together as the manner of some is this morning. Amen. Exalting one another this morning. We cannot forsake it today. And even when we get off this line, some of us are going to carry ourselves right on into the house of the Lord and gather together with the saints of God. And I thank God that when two or three of us come together today, that the Lord is going to visit us. He's going to be in the midst. I'm telling you, and he's going to move in a mighty way. So, amen. We give God praise. We just have blessings on top of blessings in store for us. And it just gets better this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's check in this morning with our usual check-in signature this morning. Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in this earth, Lord, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power, and the glory. It all belongs to you. Father, we thank you this morning. Morning and we praise you this morning. We come to you now in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of your son, Jesus. First of all, Father, just to say we love you. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, precious Holy Ghost. And we just love the saints this morning, Father. And we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would just honor 
our petition and choice this morning to love everybody all the time in every situation. Father, to get along with everybody all the time and in every situation. We thank you this morning and we praise you this morning. Now, Lord, we pray that the love of God and the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit will begin to just permeate this earth that we live in, God, all over the place because we want your will and we believe that your will is that we love each other, that we walk in love, we communicate love, we share love, we distribute love, we communicate love, Father, because there's so much power in love. And so we thank you and we praise you, Lord, that you, Father, hallelujah, Lord God, would just let your word about love for, for each other and love even our enemies this morning, Lord. We choose to love them this morning and pray for them, Lord. And so we just thank you this morning and we praise you this morning, Father God, that this will be a day, God, that your word of love will go out, Lord God. Hallelujah. In every place where there is no love, God, every place where there's hate, we're praying that it be replaced with the spirit of love, Lord. And so we thank you this morning. We're praying for mothers to turn their hearts back to their daughters and daughters to their mothers and fathers to their sons and sons to their fathers. We're just praying, Lord, in every relationship that's out there, Lord God, they be founded in love, even where there are countries that they still have slavery going on, Lord God. We're praying right now in the name of Jesus that, Lord God, anyone right now that have a master, Lord God, that that master will love those those people, Lord God, and those people will love that master, Lord God. And we're praying that love will begin to change that situation, Lord God, and take it from slavery, Lord God, into fellowship, Lord God. And so we give you praise. We give you glory this morning, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, hallelujah, that love will replace all the bad that is in this world, Lord, all the division, Lord God, let love be that unifying emotion that bring us together, Lord God, that we begin to care again for each other, Lord God, and just saturate the land right now with love and peace and goodwill for everybody out there, Lord God. And so we're praying this morning that everybody before Jesus comes back will have a chance to taste your love, Lord God, to just have the experience of being on the receiving end of God's love, to know God, hallelujah, Lord God, that it's a beautiful thing to be loved by the Father, Lord God. And so, Father, we're praying this morning in the name of Jesus that pastors and churches will preach love to their congregants, oh God. We're praying in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God, that everyone out there that stands on the outside of your love will be drawn to you, God, by loving kindness this morning, Father God. So we thank you and we praise you. We lift up your name over those places, oh Lord God. Father, we realized this morning that, my God, that there was an outbreak in China where they went in, Lord God, and they destroyed the churches, oh God. They're trying to get rid of the churches, and they took all the Bibles, oh Lord God, and they arrested people, and some people were killed because they're trying to root out, Lord God, any word or any preaching about Christianity and the Bible, Lord God. And so, Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you would restore that, that, that Lord. They love that word. They were Christians, Lord. So they love the teaching. They love the word. They love the love of God, Father. And so the government has decided, Lord God, that they're not going to let any churches preach about Jesus, Lord. They took the Bible. They closed down the churches. And so, Father, we're praying in the name of Jesus for an end to this kind of hatred. Touch those officials, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Touch them. They made them take down the crosses, God. They made them take, give up all the Bibles and forbid them to teach, Lord God. And so, Father, we're praying that you will protect us here in the continental United States, oh Lord God, that Father, we not, my God, that we not close the doors 
oh God, of opportunities that people might experience the love of God. And so we just pray, God, that some kind of way that you touch the heart of that government in China right now that is anti-Christian, that's against the Christians, against the preaching of the gospel, against talking about the love of Jesus. And so, Father, we pray that you touch their hearts. We lift up the name of Jesus over China right now. And every one of those churches that have been closed and destroyed, they'll be rebuilt. And they'll come back better than before, God. And so we give you the praise. Let love raise those churches back up. Let love open those doors again. Let love revive that teaching. And so, Father, we just give you the praise right now. We love our Chinese brothers, and we pray for them right now in the name of Jesus, oh, Lord God, that they not lose the love, Lord God, that they that they found when they first became Christians, oh, God. Let them hold on to that love, Lord. Let them look to you, God, to restore it, Father, and we pray in the name of Jesus, oh God, amen and amen. All right, praise God. All right then, well, let's go back in here in the book of Philemon. <clears throat> amen, and we're going to pick up our study and finish this chapter today. Uh, again, this is a beautiful love letter that Paul wrote to uh, the church there in uh, in uh, Colossus. Amen. Uh, he wrote this church to uh, Timothy, the bishop that was there, a few others in the church. He also wrote this letter to a gentleman by the name of Philemon, uh, who also was a master who had a slave by the name of Onesimus, who had been on the run, and he met Paul while Paul was in prison in Rome, some kind of way uh, they met, and Paul discipled him and led him to the Lord and uh, let him taste the love of Christ, and the man loved it so much he got saved, and immediately he became convicted, and he wanted to go back and make things right with his master, which he had ripped him off. Amen. And so we thank God that there's so much we can learn out of this letter right here because it deals with a lot of levels of relationship. Amen. And that's the lesson that we draw from this. But it was because Paul loved God. He loved the gospel. Uh, Paul wanted everyone else, man, that, that he had come in contact with in this particular situation to know what the love of God can do to repair a relationship and we're all willing to buy into love. That's what it's going to take. Now he's talking to Onesimus, uh, you know, about making things right with his boss. Uh, you know, you done tasted the love of God. He was telling him, go back to him because he's a man of love. He loves the gospel. He loves Jesus. He loves the church. Uh, now, you know, Philemon was a wealthy man and he could have said, you know, bump that. But because he had a relationship with Paul and he knew about Paul, he knew how Paul loved the church. He knew what kind of man Paul was, what kind of character Paul was. He knew what kind of sacrifice Paul had made, man, to continue to pump that gospel into those churches. And so he had that much respect and that much love for Paul and the ministry that Paul represented. And so I'm here to tell y'all, you know, that when you get opportunity to share love, man, let me tell you something, that there's no law against love. There's nobody out there that's going to reject love. Amen. If it's genuine love. And so that love can just, it can travel up and down every level of relationship. I don't care if it's a, a master and a slave. I don't care, man, if you're imprisoned, you know, and you're speaking to the world on the outside. If you find the love of God in prison, you're going to talk to some inmates about love. And even if you you in prison, Somebody come to visit you, you're going to talk to them about love if you find the love of Christ. And that's what Paul is doing. Paul didn't talk about 
how unfair it was for him to be locked up. Paul made the best of that situation. And so that's what happens when love, when the love of God is in your heart by the Holy Ghost, you're going to make good of every situation. You're going to take advantage of every opportunity. Unlike what I witnessed yesterday, you know, now they say they love the brother, but why not give his brothers and sisters, man, an opportunity to experience that love and get away from all that drama and all that performance. You know, talk about Jesus, who is who is the one that love us so much that he gave himself for us. And so we see a situation here uh, with uh, Philemon. Amen. And Paul is writing this letter to him and it's all about love. And Paul even calls to his attention about other people being in the same situation that he knew of and Paul knew of. They had some mutual acquaintances. We're going to look at a few of them this morning. And Paul kind of shared a little bit of their testimony as he's writing this letter to add a little bit of spice on it. You know, sometimes it's good that if you know of somebody else that's that, you know, that labor in love, you can reference them sometime. You know, he referenced Timothy. He referenced a few others. We're going to call some of their names in a minute. And so what am I saying to you? I'm just saying that there are more people out there that's for love than it is for hate. Amen. You might think that it's not because you see such a rise and such an increase in hate. But I'm here to tell you, y'all, and y'all know as well as I know that there's a lot of people out there right now that are perishing for a lack of love. Because when you receive the knowledge of God, that says that God loves you. Hosea 4 and 6 that we perish for a lack of knowledge. That knowledge is that people don't know that God loved them in spite of the fact that they are living in sin right now. He loves them so much that he allowed for them to repent and ask him for forgiveness. And he faithful and just to forgive you because he loves you. He don't want you to die in sin. He don't want sin to, you know, to be your demise. He wants you to accept the salvation of God through Jesus Christ out of love. Amen. And so there are people out there right now that really do need love. And we want to try to reach and get our message to as many of those people as we can. That's why we now signed up on podcasts and, 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 you know, and, and, and to get our message out there, you know, we want to reach as many as we can with this message about love. Amen. And so this is the same thing that Paul wanted to do. Paul didn't have anchor. Paul didn't have podcast, but Paul had people that he could trust and depend on, that carried that message. When he wrote that letter, think about this. He took a brand new convert who had tasted the love of God, put a letter in his hand, and just let me tell you how love works. He said, I want you to take this letter to your used-to-be master, Philemon, and give, look him in his eyes and give him this letter right here from me. He knows me. I have credibility with him. He know my love for this work. He know my love for the kingdom. He know my love for the saints. He know my love for the church. So trust me, Philemon. Tr trust me, uh, Onesimus. Deliver this to Philemon right here. And when he read it, it's going to change his life because it's written in love. Amen. You know, calling for love, calling for love between you and his relationship to be restored. And so Paul knew what he was doing. Paul trusted the love of God. He trusted the love of that power. And he gave it to Onesimus and said, you take this to the church. But the first person I want you to give it to, I want you to give it to your used to be master Philemon. And that's going to restore your relationship. And then you apologize to him and tell him you're sorry for what you did. And watch the power of love <clears throat> renew your relationship. Love will bring healing in those broken relationships. It'll restore it, man. I'm telling you. And so it took Onesimus to actually accept the love of God through Paul's ministry, to, to feel like he was now a son, that he was now receiving some responsibility from Paul in love. Paul placed a great level of responsibility on him out of love, trusted him. 
And you know, you could just see Onesimus right now who was afraid at one time, but that fear was gone. Why? Love conquers all fears. He was no longer afraid. He was like, I'm going to Paul. I know Paul can't travel and take this letter himself. I'm going to take this letter because I feel the love that Paul is communicating in this letter. I feel the love because he ministered salvation to me. I feel that love and I want to deliver this letter and I want to be bold about it. I want to be courageous about it. That's what love will do, man. Love will take a person who's on the run, fearful and turn them around, man, now and make them, man, make sacrifices to do whatever to get that love that love message to everybody else, man. And so Paul gives him the letter. He takes off with the letter. He delivers the letter. And we want to pick up there this morning and just kind of see what the outcome was as we go forth. So I want to draw your attention this morning to the book of Philemon again. It's one little letter, one page. Uh, got about verses 1 through 25, but we went over most of the verses. We're going to finish up in this chapter today. So I want to begin reading here at verse, uh, let's go to verse 19. Amen, 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 amen. And so how you how we want to approach this this morning, we want to understand what love does in relationship when there is a debt owed. Sometimes love will cause people, man, to cancel your debt. Sometimes love will cause God to cancel your debts. Sometimes love, man, will cause people to do things. Stranger things have happened because of love. So let's pick up here in verse 19, man, and see this right here off of Paul's reputation. Paul had a reputation for loving people. Some of them sometimes you may think didn't deserve that love. But Paul now, man, is no longer that Saul that used to persecute the saints. But now Paul is is his name been changed now. And Paul loved God so much. He can't hate nobody else now, boy. Paul is, is regretful for his mistakes, how he persecuted saints. Now he's trying to do everything he can, man, to help some debt get canceled, to help some situation change for the good. Amen. Because he had firsthand knowledge and firsthand experience. So let's see what he says here in verse 19. He says, I, Paul, have written it with mine own hand. I will repay it, albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me, even thine own self besides. Now he writing this letter, man, to Philemon, wealthy, rich Christian in the church, man, has some clout, has some credibility. And Paul is saying, I know Onesimus, your slave that ran away. I know he owed you. I know he stole from you. But Paul said, look, because of the love of God that's in my heart, supposed to be in your heart and now is in his heart, can you cancel this debt? If you can't see fit to cancel this debt, Paul said, put it on my tab. I'll pay it for him. Because I know he's not able. That's why he stole from me to begin with. That's why he was in the situation he was placed in. But Paul said, now that, that the Lord has erased all of his sins, I've discipled him. I've led him to the Lord out of love. Can you find it in your heart to forgive him and to counsel that debt? And if not, Paul said, hey, put it on my account. I'll pay it for him. See, that's what love will drive you to do sometimes, to bear the burdens of the weak. You know, that's, that's what love will do. That's what Christ did for us. Paid a debt we couldn't pay. Canceled that debt for us, man. Took our place, you know. Satisfied God's propitiation, man. Bought peace into our life, you know. Bought us and exposed us to the love of God. That's what Jesus did. Reconciled us back to the Father. And so here it is showing up in Paul's life. The love of God showing up in Paul's life. That he wants to take this man debt on himself. If he cannot convince Philemon, his master, to forgive him and cancel that debt. It wasn't that Philemon needed that debt to be repaid. You know, he had so much wealth already, but Paul was appealing to his love. 
Paul was also reaching out to Philemon and saying, look, man, you love God too. I love God. We love God. You know my reputation. Paul said, you know I pay that debt for him. You know I love you. You know I love the saints. You know I lay my life down for him, Paul said. Paul said, it's time for Philemon for you to do the same thing. If you say you love God, who you never seen, and hate your brother that you see every day, he said, hey, look, Onesimus is now your brother in Christ. You know, he's demonstrated that and proven that because he's accepted the same love of Christ to change your life, to change his life. And Paul says, so I'm about love. You about love. He's about love now. Why can't you cancel that debt that will cause friction between our love? Let's restore our relationship. You know, let's let's build it on love, Paul has said. Let's let it be founded on love because there are going to be other people that are going to be touched by this. We can use this as an example to minister to other people, you know. And so Paul is making this case, man, you know, in writing. Amen. Amen. He's talking about, hey, I want you to remember, man, you know, you had some debts too. And God canceled your debts out of love. And so let's cancel this man's debt. Amen. And restore him as a brother. Verse 20, Paul says, Yea, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. And Paul is saying, look here, I want us to have a mutual enjoyment of what's about to take place when this letter arrives to you. You know, our brother has been redeemed. Our love has been bought back. Our brother has been restored in love. And Paul said, you know, he said, he said, he, he said, let's, let's mutually enjoy this for the moment, Paul is saying. You know, he said, you my brother. He's your brother now, you know, and we share this, you know, it's mutual between us right now. Let's build on that, you know. Paul said, refresh my bowels, you know. Let me hear from you. Let me know that you're going to do this, you know. Paul said, you know, I ministered to you, you know, I, I discipled you. And he said, refresh my bowels. If it worked for you, don't you think it's going to work for him? I show love to you. Now you show love to him. Paul said, let me be refreshed in knowing that love has prevailed here. Love is the winner here. You know, not the debt, not him paying the debt that he was unable to pay, but that we're willing to let love refresh us mutually because we're willing to, I'll take care of the debt if I need to, but if not, let love cause us to counter the debt and erase the debt and eliminate the debt. You know, we all to be better off, Paul say. Let's have this in common. You know, we say we love the same God, you know, then let's prove it. Let's demonstrate it here. You know, he said, I want to, I want to, Paul said, I want to rejoice in my bowels down in my inner man. I want to feel right in my inner man that this love is real. This love is genuine. This love can cancel debt. This love can restore a brother, you know, have wronged somebody. Amen. Verse 21, he goes on to say, having confidence in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee, knowing that thou wilt also do more than I say. And so Paul said, look now, I, I pray you do more than what I say. In other words, what Paul is saying, I know you're going to hear me making this appeal to you to love this brother, to forgive this brother's debt. But Paul said, I want to see some obedience too. I want to see some obedience more. He said, Paul said, I'm here in prison. Ain't a whole lot I can do right now, but write this letter to you. Paul said, but when you receive this letter, you have a, you have a, a ability now to obey, to do something. Embrace your brother. Welcome him into the fold. Love him. And look him in the face and tell him, I forgive you because I've been forgiven. You know, restore that brother, man. Let him know that love is real. This is new for Onesimus, you know. And so let Paul say, let, obey, obey this letter. You got a choice. You can obey what I'm asking you to do, or you can play it off and say, no, he going to pay me. 
Or Paul said you can obey it and do what it says because it's written in love. And Paul said, if it was you and me, I'd do the same thing for you. And you know this. You know this, Philemon. You know I would. You know my reputation. I got some witnesses right there with you now that you know, you know my relationship. You know how I disciple them. Some of your comrades that's with you right now, some of your comrades. And Paul said, I'm going I'm to call their names. I'm going to remind you of who they are so you'll have a reference. And so let's go a little further here. Amen. And so he's calling for him to do more than he did. You know, Paul wrote the letter, but it's up to Philemon to obey what Paul asked him to do as in obeying the Lord. So look at verse 22. He said, but whether prepare me also a lodging for I trust that through your prayers, I shall be given unto you. <clears throat> Paul is saying, look, I'm here in prison, but if I was there, man, just like you would prepare me lodging because you love me, you respect me. Paul said, I want you to greet this brother the same way, man. I want, I'm praying for that. Paul said, I am praying for that, you know, that you were given to him just like you were given to me. Don't treat him no different. You know, you roll out the red carpet for me, roll it out for him. You treat me as royalty, treat him as royalty. You treat me as a man of God. If I were to come there right now, Paul said, I'm assured that I'd have a roof over my head. You know, he said, and I want the same thing for our brother Onesimus. You know, I want you to treat him with the same love, you know, the same concern and the same support. Amen. No respect to person. He goes on to say, I'm eternally optimistic about that. You're going to do the right thing. Paul said, I'm optimistic, you know, that you're going to do the right thing by, by our brother. Goes on in verse uh, 23. He says, there salute thee, Ephorus, my fellow prisoner in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, uh, Marcus, uh, Artichus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. Look at what Paul tells him. He calling all these names back to his remembrance because they have a mutual relationship with these gentlemen. So Paul is letting him know, remember, remember, remember my fellow prisoner, you know, remember him. I, I discipled him. I, I loved him into the kingdom. He goes down the list. He said, remember our fellow laborer who labored in love with us. Notice the difference. He said some he called fellow prisoners, some he called fellow laborers. So he's just letting him know love has ministered to a whole host of people, some fellow prisoners, some fellow laborers in love. Paul is letting him know, man, love is a is a is, is one side that fits all, whether you prisoner, whether you slave, whether you master, you know, whether you bishop, it doesn't matter. Paul is just laying out this list of characters, man, that have all been recipients of the love of God through Paul's ministry. And and Philemon is aware of these gentlemen. He know about their about their journey. He know about their travels. He know about their relationship with Paul uh, through, through love, you know, through the love of Christ that drew them to Paul, that drew them to God, drew them closer. And Paul is using this as an example. He's using this. A lot of us, man, we know of situations where we have seen the love of God change somebody's life. And sometimes we have to reference that. I, I, I reference situations and circumstances all the time when I'm talking to people, especially if they said, do you know so-and-so? And if I know them, I, you know, I'll use that as a reference. If I don't, then I'll say, no, I don't. You know, but Paul is calling some names of people here that Philemon knew about. He, he, he knew how love had changed their life. He knew how love had, had reached them in their different situations. And Paul lays it out to him. Paul said, remember now, they got a, it was a prisoner here, you know, that we both have a mutual a knowledge of. Remember how the love of God warned him? Well, the same thing has happened to Onesimus. 
And then he goes on to say, and also, you know, some of them church members you fellowship with, they were not, there were some scoundrels at one time. They were not all saved, you know, but because of a labor of love, they are now laboring in love to help other people, you know, to experience the love of God. And so Paul is bringing that to his attention right there. And so don't be afraid sometimes. I tell people all the time, you can use me as a reference, you know. I belong to God. I'm a gift to the body. You can use me. as Don't, don't scoundrel my name, but I don't mind you telling people, man, about how I love God. You tell them anything else, you're lying, you know. But it ought to be obvious to people that know me that my love for God is genuine, it's solid. You know, that's what Paul is saying here. Paul is said, said, Philemon, you know. How can you say you love God and then say your brothers who are, who are laborers in love with you, who fellowship with you, don't love God? And so Paul is calling uh, that to his attention right there. And he calls him by name, man. You know, he said, hey, I'm eternally optimistic, man. You remember Ephraim? Ephraim was in prison, you know, for his faith because he loved God. He went to prison. You know about him. You know, I'm not the only one. Goes on to talk about Mark. You know, when he, he, when he mentions Mark there, he said, you know, Mark was redeemed. You know, Mark was redeemed. Redeemed from what? Redeemed from the world. Another name Paul calls, you know, he said, he said, and you can go look over there in the book of Acts chapter 13, verse 13, and you can see where brother Mark was redeemed. He wasn't always a Christian. He wasn't always preaching love. Art, he said, uh, and Aristarchus, you know, he was always there. You know, you go look in Titus. He said, you go check out Titus, my bishop, you know, go check him out over there in Titus chapter three, verse 12. You know, he wasn't always say he was always there. And eventually he got to experience the love of God. Now he's he, he's a fellow laborer, you know. He, he's a fellow laborer, man, in love. And then he said, Demas, you you remember Demas? Demas forsook Christ, but God didn't 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 didn't, didn't take his love away from him because he married to the backslider, you know. He said Demas, he know he was a backslider, you know, but God remained faithful to him, you know, at that one and back. He said, you know all these things, you know, Luke. You know, Luke gave everything he could for Christ. He was my physician. He followed me out of love. You know this. You know the track record. He's bringing this all back to him, you know, so he'll, he'll have some, some type of recollection here that he can go by. Now it's Philemon's time. He says, so now Philemon, you up against your test. What are you going to do when it comes down to your brother Onesimus? Are you going to accept him back? Are you going to show love toward him? Or are you going to hold that debt over him? And torment him with it, make him feel guilty and bad, make him feel like he ain't no Christian till he pay it. Paul said, No, don't put that on him. He's he's a laborer now of love. I'll take care of the debt. Just like Christ paid my debt, paid your debt, and paid all these other characters' debt, I'm willing to pay his now. Last verse, verse 25 to close the chapter. He says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, your spirit, be with your spirit. Amen. And so this is a much needed benediction for this particular situation. You know why? And look at how Paul closes it out. Paul said, look, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. You know, get beyond your flesh, man. I wanted, I wanted to be with your spirit where that spirit of love is, is, can be created in the spirit. Why? It's because love is a fruit of the spirit. And so Paul is saying, I want the grace of God to reach your spirit to cause you, man, to renew this brother, you know, to, to show love toward this brother, you know. And so Paul said, hey, the grace of Jesus Christ, man, I want, I want that grace to minister to you right now in this situation. Amen. So we thank the Lord this morning for uh, this letter that Paul wrote. Amen. 
And uh, we just come, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, to pray that the same type of love that we see uh, Paul communicating through this letter to Philemon, uh, the, the choice of the one he, he elected to carry this letter to the church, to our brother Philemon, to all these other great witnesses of the love of God, the power of the love of God, what it can do in their lives. Father, we're praying right now in the name of Jesus that you would use our podcast, that you would use our anchor channels of communication to get this message out of love to all our brethren, all of our sisters and brothers that are out there, all the fellow laborers, all those that feel in prison, Lord God, and, and can't uh, be reached by love. We're praying that you open up channels, God, that the love of God, the spirit of the love of God, the grace of God will begin to minister in places, Lord God, that will prick the very heart of men and women, even those in high places that right now feel like they don't have to love nobody. They don't have to do nothing for nobody. God, in situations where people owe people, Lord God, we're praying, Father, that we see a, re a return back to this kind of love, Lord God, that will redeem sinful man back to you, God. We saw instances where some had left you, some had backslid. We saw other instances where some were put in prison because of their faith, the profession of their faith. We saw, Lord God, where there was some, Lord God, my God, that was always in the church, but they never got to experience love until Paul began to minister love. And so, Father, we're praying right now in the name of Jesus for those many, many women and brothers and sisters that's going to gather in the house of the Lord today. God, we pray that the church be not a place where sinners can go and hide, but a place where sinners can go and experience the love of God, where they can have all of their sin debt erased because somebody is preaching the good news of the gospel and it's reaching their hearts, God, by grace and through faith, they're going to repent and ask you to forgive them of their sins. And so, Father, we're praying today in the name of Jesus that pastors will preach about the love of Christ, Lord God, until people are convicted, until sinners are convicted, Lord God. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, so that the wealthy that sit in the reserved seats will begin to turn, Lord God, and look at those that are less fortunate and disadvantaged and let love minister their hearts that they'll see, Lord God, hallelujah, that they have more than enough and that they'll give to the poor, Lord. They'll give to the disadvantaged. They'll give, Lord God, hallelujah, to the underserved, Lord God, out of a heart of love, Lord God, because they're receiving the love of Christ. And Lord God, we're praying in the name of Jesus that they will then turn distribute that love, Lord God, to the less fortunate, Lord God, to the disadvantaged brothers and sisters, oh God, that this will bring healing to our land, Lord God. And so we're praying right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that the same message that Paul was communicating, let that be the same message right now, God, that is communicated through our podcast and through Anchor. Lord God, that we're serious about the love of God. We believe the love of God is the healing, Lord God, sad for this country right now because we're so divided against ourselves. There's so much hate being authorized and allowed right now. We're praying for more debt cancellation, not just uh, uh, physical debt, but we're talking about spiritual debt where you've got one race against another race and you've got one uh, a, a group of believers against another group of believers. You've got the, the Baptists against the Methodists. And Father, we have a total chaos, Lord God. We have 4,200 different denominations out here right now preaching a different kind of love, Lord God, a different kind of message, Lord God. And no wonder, Father, there's so much confusion, but we're 
are praying right now in the name of Jesus. As Paul's letter went out, and he said, I've written this in my own language. My God, he said, but yet for love's sake, my God, Father, that you would turn this world upside down, Lord God, and pour out all the hatred, pour out the division, Lord God. Turn it upside down. And Father, when you turn it right side up, I pray in the name of Jesus that the spirit of love will permeate every heart, Lord God, regardless of what position or status quo you, you hold. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus that we will be mesmerized with the love of God. Let the power of the love of God hit this place called earth, Lord God, and change the heart of man, Lord God, and let them know we're only here. We're only being sustained. We've only been around because of the long-suffering love of God. This is why we're still here. It's not because I got more money than you got. Or I got more land than you got. Or I have more wealth than you have. It's only because of the grace <coughs> and the love of God that any of us are still here, God, because you love us so much, Lord, that you want us to learn to love each other, Lord God. And so, Father, we thank and praise you. Shower us with that love, God. Shower love in places where it is where the heart of people are cold, have waxed cold against their brothers, against their sisters, against the poor, against the widows, against the incarcerated, against those who cannot help themselves, Lord, and they feel like they're enslaved <clears throat> to dictatorships, oh Lord God, governments out there that are holding people in hostage, oh God, denying them their rights to love God and to express that love. We pray over that situation in China, Lord God, that is out of hand right now. And we're praying, oh God, that you would restore that love, Lord God, there, Lord. And start with the government, Father, is our prayer this morning. Start with our government, Lord God, because we believe our government is transitioning into the same type of dictatorship where they're trying to legislate, Lord God, how we, much we love you and how much we share that love. And so, Father, we pray that it be forbidden in the name of Jesus. And we're just praying right now, Lord God, that love would just go forth and cover a multitude of faults out there, Lord God, cover a multitude of debt that's owed out there, Lord God. And the only debt that we really owe, we'll never pay, is a debt we owe to you, Lord God. And so, Father, we love you this morning, and we thank you for loving us so much that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so, Father, we thank and praise you now. It was through the love of the Father that our sin debt was paid. And so we're praying right now that it be the love of the Father that will call other debts to be prayed. We pray this morning in the name of Jesus that the love of God will bring jubilee to all those that are out there right now without love, Father, that they'll know, God, that you're willing to forgive them of their sins and cleanse them of all their unrighteousness. Let this be the message that is preached from this day forward as we live for Jesus, as we live up to his name. Let us go forth and show love, Lord God, to our brethren. Let us go forth, Lord God, and show love to those that are in need of love. Let us go forth, Lord God, and love each other as we love ourselves, as we love you, Lord God. More than anything, Lord God, let love prevail, Father, is our prayer today, God. We thank and praise you, sending a spirit of love, Lord, to sweep across the face of this earth, Lord God, that your will might be done in this earth as it is in heaven. We believe it is your will that all mankind would know that God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And as Paul concluded his letter, Lord, he said, Lord God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. And so, Father, that's our prayer today, that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with every spirit out there, especially those who call on the name of Jesus, especially those who say they know the Lord Jesus Christ. We're praying that right now in the name of Jesus. And let that grace abound 
as sinners abounding through love. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. All right, then. We're going to end the call right there.